Let's give him just one more. I mean, I, I don't know what happened to me, but my allergies came on right there. It wasn't, I wasn't crying. And, and I'm not sitting next to Dominique no more because he hogs the Kleenex. He's all the Kleenex. Look at that. Nah, the Kleenex. That's all right. Woo! Oh, that works. Flow. Flow. You know, these demons. These demons. Pray for me. I got some. Well, these demons are something. All on TV. Thank you, DJ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for that. Y'all certainly minister to us. We praise God for you all. You, 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 you took us where we needed to go today. I praise God for that. Uh, can I tell you a little, little joke? Father's Day joke. This woman sanctified, holy. You know, Bible thumping. You know, white dress wearing, big hat wearing. All right, all right. You know, love the Lord. <laughs> and said, uh, she don't need no man. Her husband is Jesus. She married to Jesus. Everything she needs is in Jesus. He's all the man. That she needs. Right. And uh, they knew her for that. You know, that they just knew her for that. And she would tell all the neighbors who her man was. And Dr. Tellis, out of Detroit, by way of Mississippi, tells this story. He said, one day, the woman's house caught on fire. And you had to call a fire truck to get her out of her bedroom. And they put the ladder up and rescued her. And they said, oh, that's, 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 that's the saint. That's the one who's married to Jesus. And she coming out of the window, half-dressed, trying to put herself together. And then there comes a man right behind her. Out of the bedroom window, half dressed, trying to put himself together. They said, Oh, yeah, that's her. It must be Jesus with her. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do it because we got so many folk think that they can be married to Jesus. And look, I'm not, don't, don't get mad at me. I'm not stepping on your toes. If you single and fabulous and doing your thing, ain't nobody mad at that. I get it. But don't think, hey, there is no substitute for a good man. 
And there's no substitute for a good father. Amen. Happy Father's Day. Amen. Amen. Everybody needs somebody. Amen. 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 Oh, it's Father's Day. I got a little extra time today, don't I? Let me tell you. So, and, and you know what? <laughs> my wife and, and my mother got on my case for telling all their business all the time in church. <laughs> well, here we go again. <laughs> so, so, Brother Walt, my wife's car caught a flat in the driveway. And she comes out. Now, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna put her business out there, but she don't buy tires. Wow, she don't buy tires. I'm telling you. 22 years of marriage, she don't buy tires. So then, her car called flat. She got mad because her tire called flat. And she said, I'm sick of these tires. She said, I'm sick of these tires. When I get some more tires, I don't like these tires. I want some different kind of tires. Now, she don't buy tires. And she don't change flats. So I'm trying to figure out what difference does it make. It was good or bad tires. You like them, you don't buy Nor do you change them. So look what she did. She said, I'm sick of these tires. I want some different tires. Give me your keys. <laughs> Got in my car. Left her car on flat. And pulled up. <laughs> Please. No. It's good to have a good man at home. You can find it in your pew Bible uh, on page 163, the bottom of the page, 163, beginning with verse 14, reading the verse 15, Joshua chapter 24, beginning with verse 14 through 15. Are you ready for the reading? Amen. Listen to this text. Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. 
throw away the gods your ancestors worship beyond Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods your ancestors served beyond Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to talk to you a few minutes today about when real fathers speak. When real fathers speak. And I'm here to tell you today that this particular text meets us at a time when Joshua is near death. He's got time and he has experience underneath his breath. And what has happened is, is Joshua has called the leaders of the 12 tribes together. And they are in a crux of decision making on how they're going to proceed in the near future. And Joshua knows that his time is coming to an end. But he wants to warn generations behind him and in front of him to make a decision, to make a choice, and to stand on that decision. Now, who are we talking about? We're talking about Joshua. Joshua who lived through slavery. Joshua who lived to see the Red Seas part. Joshua who lived through 40 years of a wilderness experience, Joshua, who heard the word of the Lord, accepted the promise of the Lord, and moved into the promised land, having to leave generations behind. Now, why is that important today? Because I want you to understand that it matters who's talking. It matters who is talking. Because what happens to us a lot of times is, is we forget that when we're talking to people, behind their voice are years of experience. Experience with struggle, experience with strife, experience with walking with the Lord, experience with seeing miraculous acts of the Lord, experience into walking into God's promises and God's provision. They have a different orientation than we do. My mentor, Reverend Dave, just walked in. I told him that he was on my mind this morning. And the reason why we forged a relationship is because I recognized, not by my own fruition, but by the Lord, that it's one thing to know about God and 
that you've never seen and follow precepts and principles behind one who you've never seen. But it's another thing to experience someone demonstrate for you in the flesh what successful relationship looks like. And perhaps that's why ultimately we experience Jesus Christ because God showed us and demonstrated in the flesh what a proper relationship ought to look like between God and man. So Rev has, has raised, he worked oh, almost 30 years. He raised a family. Uh, uh, he was married that whole time. He put his kids through school. I had never done that, but that's what I wanted to do. So it's important that if we don't, you, you need to have someone earthly. Come on, somebody. I'm preaching. I'm still preaching now. I'm still preaching now. Somebody earthly that, that will come alongside you, that has demonstrated for you. I mean, what this looks like. Anyway, so let me just say this. So Rev and I, we used to, before I got so kind of sort of busy, we used to have our coffee time. And Red would sit across the table with me and we would go back and forth. And after a while, I started noticing something. I started noticing that I was boring Red. <laughs> I was. I was boring him. He wasn't telling me he's too graceful, humble, and he'll say, no, you were never boring. Yes, I was. Because what I was doing was, I was telling him about all of my issues and all of my problems, and all of my hang-ups, and all of the things that's going on. And most of the things that I've told him, he's heard before. Uh -huh. Because he's got like uh, 30 years on me, and that's a lot of years. And so what am I saying? He's lived through some stuff. He's seen some stuff. He's prayed through some stuff. He's walked through some stuff. And most of the stuff that I'm trying to deal with now, he dealt with this stuff a long time ago. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when his eyes would go dark over the stuff that I thought was very important, it's not because it wasn't important. It's just because he knows that if you keep on trusting in the Lord, if you keep on walking with the Lord, if you keep on, you keep on trusting in him, everything you talking about, young man, is going to come to pass. And it's not that I'm just dismissing it. It's just that I already see you on the other side because that's where I came. Right. To the other side. And for Father's Day, what we tend to do is, is think that we know more than the folk or the fathers. Oh, man, it's going to be a hard message to learn. Sister Sue calls me up. And <sighs> Sister Sue will say, Reverend, this, 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 Reverend, let me tell you something, Reverend, you got a few minutes. <laughs> now here's what we need to do, Reverend. And then she goes down with it. And most of the time, you know what I'm saying? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, I'm the pastor of this church. Yes, I'm the under shepherd of this church. 
Yes, I got a few degrees up under my belt. But this ain't the first pastor that Sister Susan's seen. You hear what I'm talking about? Yeah. This ain't the first church she's been to. You hear what I'm talking about? Uh, this ain't the first time she's seen a pastor in my situation. Can I get an amen somebody? And what I've learned to do is trust that there's some folks up in here that's been through some stuff, that's been up through some stuff and come out of some stuff. And just because you think you're the only one that's ever gone through it, just know, hey, it's some folks. They can tell you about the goodness and the grace of God as their witness here. Now there's a new generation with Joshua that never knew slavery. Y'all not gonna come with me. There's a new generation that know nothing about a wilderness experience. There's a new generation that never seen God part the Red Sea. There's a new generation that doesn't understand the miraculous works of the Lord. And so that's why we get frustrated with your young people because you don't recognize that where you are and where you're trying to go, we've already been there. We walked with the Lord a little while. And there's a gulf between us because you think when you was born, we were born. Is there a witness here? Joshua is talking to the generations because Joshua has been through some stuff. God has done some things in Joshua's life. And all Joshua has right now is some really sound advice. He knows how to get through a dry season. He knows how to get through a time of wandering and wondering. He knows how to lean on God's promise and trust God even though the odds are stacked up against you. We can tell you something about that. Who am I talking to today? Listen, you may not realize it, but the person you next, sitting next to, your neighbor on your pew, they can tell you something about how to get through a dry season. They can tell you something about how to overcome in difficult times. Is there a witness here? Joshua was, was profound in his speech because he had lived and witnessed the past. He had lived through and witnessed the promise. He had lived through and witnessed the purpose. And he had lived through and witnessed the provision of God. Then he comes to the text and he says to them, listen, I've lived through the past. I've lived through the promise. I've seen it for myself. I've lived through the purpose. I've seen it for myself. And I've lived through God's provision. I'm living in it right now. And I'm just trying to tell you, listen, if serving the Lord, listen to what he says, seems undesirable. Huh? <laughs> he offers an alternative. Huh? Then serve those other gods. But whether you choose to serve him or not, him, choose who you will serve on this day. And fathers, the message to you today is, is you are responsible. Talk to me, Holy Ghost, right now. I need some help. You are responsible for the choice that your household makes and you can't hide behind your woman and say I didn't do it Lord 
she didn't want to do Y'all don't hear what I'm talking about. Did you hear what I said? Yeah. I, I, if the Lord told you to go here, yeah. and you went there, uh, and you gonna tell me, you can tell that's why, oh, man. Uh, yeah. I go over here. Because that's what she want to go. You talking to Antoine, you ain't talking to the Lord. And I'm saying, man, I hear you. And please don't misinterpret my hear you. When I say I hear you, I don't mean I agree. I just mean I hear you. And what I'm hearing you say is you're going to hide behind the decisions of your woman and use her as an escape goat, you might as well use her as, if, 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 people, if I'm shooting bullets at you, you might as well grab her and just put her in front of you and use her as a shield. And if you can agree that she is a shield for you, then you go ahead and follow But the text says, ask for me. And, I wish I had a witness here. point had developed a wandering oh he gonna preach in a minute they developed a wandering spirit see when you do stuff for so long you get used to a way of life you get used to a way of life when you do stuff for so long so what happens to you when you wander you get used to wandering. And after a while, your life of wandering becomes normal. And so here it is. What I mean is, is when you get used to staying out in the wilderness, not in the place that God has designated, designed, and promised you, what you do is, is you get used to living in places you don't belong. Is that witness right here? You get used to wandering in places and being caught in certain spaces that you should never have resided in. Is there a witness here? And you can wander at church. Now, why do you think? Do you think, listen, we have the ability right now to just tune in online and just listen to one voice. Now, why do you think God has given us a multitude of voices. Because God has shown us throughout time that God always raises a leader for a particular people. Come on, come on. Good word, good word, good word. Good word. Have you ever considered that your blessing is tied to the leadership? Come on, come on. Have you ever considered that whatever it is the leader is saying to someone else that was designed and planted for that person might not be, it might be good information, but it might not be designed and tailor-made for you. So you need to ask yourself, why is this person in my midst? Why is this person in my life? Why has God orchestrated things to line up in this particular fashion? And I would say to you, I don't think it's happened chance. There's a word tailor-made, designed for you to receive in this particular space. 
But what we got is a whole bunch of wanderers. Is that we this here? I'm gonna go check out this brother. That was a word. I'm gonna go check out this over here. That was a word. I'm gonna go check out this over here. Have you seen this over here? That was a word. All of it was a word, but wasn't a word for you. For you. And a wandering spirit nibbles here, nibbles there, nibbles everywhere, and they wonder why they can't get no power. You can't get no power because your leadership is tied to a specific person that has a message tailor made for you. Is there a witness here? Y'all wandering. That's what Joshua said. Y'all are wandering. And then there's another word that was going on in his time, and that word is assimilation. And assimilation really means it means it means to absorb, to object, to uh, to digest, and to swallow. It is to adopt the normatives of the culture. And when you adopt the normatives of the culture, the culture is leading your household fathers, not you. But something happens when a real father shows up. When a real father shows up, the real father recognizes that those that are in his household and those that are around have the opportunity and have been snatched up by the result of wandering. You wandering. And the second thing, a real father shows up, recognizes that they have assimilated. They have swallowed up, they've digested, they have adopted the culture. And the culture is leading the household. Well, Joshua comes and basically says, fathers, your household can't have it both ways. Y'all with me? You, you, you can't have it both ways. And that's what the text is talking about. He says, listen, he says, it doesn't really matter to me. You go ahead and make a choice. I mean, who it is that you're going to serve? He says, if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you. Then choose this day whom you will serve. And fathers on Father's Day, I'm just trying to tell you that, and listen, you're going to be held accountable for who you choose. And there's a non-choice is a choice. Did you hear what I said? A non-choice is a choice. And you're not going to be able to escape the judgment and the wrath of God when God holds you accountable. What did you do to the family that I gave you? What did you do with them? Did you lead them? Did you guide them and direct them in my ways and in my precepts? Or did you leave it up to the culture to raise them? Choose fathers on this day. Is there a witness here? Choose on this day. Now listen, 
I'm not one of those who blame the, the children, to blame the parents for the children's behavior. Because I found out you can be a good parent and still have. Uh, all right, y'all. I didn't say that. Y'all did. Y'all said that. I didn't say that. The culture is so pervasive. Yeah, yeah. It's so overbearing and so overwhelming that it captures the mind and the hearts and the attention of our children. But what the culture does to our children and with our children has nothing to do with the principles in which you stand as a father. In other words, listen, I am telling you, as for me, in my house, and if you can't do it the way I say it need to be done, in my house, y'all not going to go with me. It sounds like you need another Really on his mind. So every other word is F U M F B, suck, mother, this and that. 
Just not speaking, watch this, just not speaking his word, but also accepting the consequences of his word. I messed up and told my wife I was going to give her the word. I said, baby, if you would have me as your husband, I'm going to give you the word. The clock started then. Something you should have challenged me on 
is that Joshua said, as for me, in my house, we will. We, 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 will serve the Lord. But where my Bible thumpers at? What I'm trying to figure out? Who we is? Because as I look at the text, the text doesn't report that Joshua had a wife. It's speculation that his wife is rehab. As I look at the text, I don't see where Joshua even had children. So when he said me in my house, we, who's we? Who's in your house? I don't see where I can point to a wife. I don't see where I can point to children. But you know, I know, not because of the text, that Joshua is a father. Wait a minute, Reverend. You said that you can't show any evidence of where his wife is. And you can't show any evidence of where his children are. But I know that this is a father talking. Because only real men yes talks like that. You gotta know where he's been. You gotta live how he lived. You gotta walk how he's walked. Because real men
was sitting on a park bench and just like youthful, uh, a fashion would come a young little boy. And the young little boy sit right next to the man on the park bench. Yes. And when he sat next to the old man on the park bench, the old man had his legs crossed and the little boy had his feet swinging. You get the picture of what I'm talking about. And the little boy looked at the old man and said, what you doing? Just like a little boy would. And the old man said, well, son, I'm waiting on my season to come. Uh, I'm waiting on my season to come. And the little boy said, well, sir, are you waiting on the winter season? And the old man said, no, I'm not waiting on the winter season. The little boy said, well, you must be waiting on the spring season. He said, no, I'm not waiting on the spring season. He said, well, sir, I know the season you're waiting on. It must be the summer season because we in fall right now. And you can't be waiting on a season that we are. Yeah. 